Welcome everybody to the R&B podcast. You know it's lit and it's love like in our path. Be free, be Latrice, can we do it? Holding that talk, cause you know we getting to it. Powered by the king, so our love is his magic. Speaking that truth, and you know you gotta grab it. The love is authentic, so you know you gotta have it. Classic R&B, you now rocking with the badges. Are back for another edition of the Classic R&B podcast. I am your host Rob Badgett, and I'm Brittany. How are you doing today, Miss Brittany? You know I'm doing. You doing? That's about all I can give you. How? <laughs> Listen, I must say you have been handling it like a trooper, and when I mean it, I mean the child. So she's not an it, but she's a body in your body. Can you give us an update about how all of that is going? It's going good. It's I mean, going good. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel? Uh, tired. What phase is your body in now? What do you mean? Like, I'm still learning the trimester semesters. I'm in the third trimester. What does your body feel like in the third versus the first? Mm, it's big. Or, <laughs> uh, so I am officially in the third trimester. Well, I've been in the third trimester for a couple of weeks now, but we are at week 30 excuse me in our pregnancy journey i am tired my stomach excuse me y'all i am tired my stomach is big and my lower back hurts as well as my hips but other than that you know i'm i'm actually doing okay i really can't complain are you excited yes because how many weeks is that that's like 10 weeks left yep well technically i guess it's 10 to 12 but 10 to 12 yeah, you can carry up to 42 weeks, but we're, we're not going to do that. Yeah, not. But uh, what is it? Uh, what is that? Most commonly, it's how many weeks? That 40. 40. So 40 weeks. Mm-hmm. 10 to go. 10 more. Are you anxious? Are you afraid? Are you like, okay? Because after Thanksgiving, it's like we're on watch time. I think I'm all of the above. I think I, I kind of uh, cycle through emotions. So. Mm-hmm can be really excited and then a little bit anxious and then nervous so mm-hmm. i i kind of cycle through yeah yeah different emotions. so we got one baby shower in the books we do shout out to the west coast so for those who don't know what what happened recently what did we do we went to the west coast no we flew to california if you don't know by now don't know where you've been but i am from california um and so i saw family there so my uh, dad's side of the family threw a baby shower in California. So we went out there, hung out with family, had a baby shower, celebrated her upcoming arrival. And now we are back home getting ready for the East Coast side. You shared something um, really recently on social media and we posted it on our pages. And it was kind of an in-depth thing um, just about that experience. And we're not going to assume that anybody knows kind of your story, right? Um, but if a picture was worth a thousand words, the picture you shared, what, what, what did that really describe for those who may not have seen it? So, yeah, I recently posted a picture of my, myself as well as my siblings, most of them minus one, um, and my biological father. And so if you do not know my story by now, I was not raised by my biological father. I did not even find him in existence until I was 24 years old. I did not physically meet him in person until I was 
31 years old. So that was only two years ago mm. that I met my father for the first time in person. I met my siblings uh, for the Dante's first time. Dante's wedding was the first time you physically met him. Yes. And that was Cause I get confused when you, cause there was another picture you had in your phone when mm-hmm. y'all all skinny. Yeah. That I was... met my siblings, um, nine years ago in okay. person. So they came out and, and seen me when I was in California for a visit. Okay. But I did not meet my father then. And I did not meet him any of the subsequent times after. It wasn't until 2019 um, so that I met him. When so when I met Dante for the first time in um, Grammy weekend. February 2018. You hadn't met him physically? Nope. Oh. Okay. Nope. That's interesting. We were already married when i met my father really okay no 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 we weren't we weren't because right, i right, met right. him in april 2019 and we got married in august but yeah yeah no yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so okay sorry for the, it's some of it's for my brain because you know i just see pictures and timelines so what did it mean to you though like that moment you know like it's like full circle and now you're was, having a child yeah it was special i mean i think obviously being able to be together um and i think you know aside from aside from that that was also the first time this past weekend or wasn't yeah this past weekend Mm -hmm. was the first time that i met my youngest brother um that was the that was actually for me that was probably the highlight of my of my weekend why Um, is that why is that because D Rock, what up? I had you know spoken to him via letters and text message and Facetime before, um, but he was never able to be around due mm. to life circumstances. He was never able to be around um, any of the times that I was in California, um, and then the last time that I came to California, which was November last year, twenty twenty. Uh, he wasn't able to be there for that. And so Mm -hmm. this was the first time that I've been able to lay eyes on him in the flesh. What did that feel like? It was great, actually. Yeah. I'm getting a little emotional. Yeah, there you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, no, it was great. Don't stop. Don't stop talking. (laughs) No, I mean, I think you didn't unpack that. I mean, um, that was the first time physically meeting him and he's a he's a likable dude man like yeah. he's he's what 24 something like that 24 25 something like that yeah he's a real likable guy like meeting him obviously it was my first time meeting him um but he just was like hey man how you doing you know super hey how's everything going he sounds almost like a you know a, a, a michael jackson <laughs> with muff, muscles he's super polite you yeah. know uh well-groomed uh, loves taking pictures of himself. Absolutely. <laughs> He's a good kid. He's a good kid. And I'm just like, man, this, you know, this dude is nice. Nice dude. And I think with your family, what I like about them is that they are unapolog- unapologetically them, right? Mm-hmm. They're loving, they're kind, they're hood. Um, <laughs> but they're not ghetto, right? Yeah. There's a difference between hood and ghetto. Ghetto is just like, you have no class. You just doing all sorts of ratchety stuff. They're not that. They're just a family raised on the West Coast in Compton. Um, all, you know, family men, which I thought was super dope. Um, you know, but I, I really enjoyed that trip. I really enjoyed that trip. Yeah, it was good. It was good to just be around family. I think, you know, you have these experiences in life and yeah. things don't always go the way you imagine. Or I think, you know, you often grow up wondering why things had to be the way that they they were or why um 
God allowed you, if you will, to go through certain circumstances and and stuff like that. And you often question those things and you don't really understand the full picture. Um, And then there's moments like this weekend when you can see the full picture and you can see how even when the chapters may seem a little blurry or you can't read them quite clearly, the book still remains the same. And he he, he really does. The Bible tells us that he works all things for our good. And I was able to see that this weekend, that he really does work all things for can our I, good. Can I ask you a question? Like, what made you decide to give your dad another chance? Yeah, I don't know. To be honest, I've, I've contemplated that question a lot because um, up until recently, uh, you know, a few months ago, rather, we've had an interesting relationship. Um, and so I've, I've often contemplated why I continue to kind of teeter back and forth with our relationship instead of just completely letting it go. And I think for me, it ended up coming down to the fact that somewhere deep down inside, I just genuinely believed that we could, uh, have a a real authentic relationship i really just kind of i just believed it and i just wasn't at a place of of giving it up completely there were times when i had to take breaks from it when i had to retreat for a little while and kind of pull myself back together but i just knew that it was in there somehow and so i will say that recently and to be quite honest i think a lot of it has to do with the 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 birth of my child Mm -hmm. i think that has really like she has really been able even before she's even here physically in this world like she has really been able to bring the family together um in a way where you know another part of of this weekend that i didn't mention was so i have a biological father and i have another father which the world may say step he's not i don't consider him that he's my father for all intent and purposes so i have two sides i have two fathers and they were both represented on this weekend um both of my father's families attended my baby shower of those that lived in the west coast and so to see to see two sides um of my family that i never anticipated coming together and knowing that it was my daughter's life that brought them there it's just been special to see and i think even with my father like my biological father it's been her Mm. that is really I feel like drove our relationship to a place of okay like intentionality if you will yeah I don't use the word uh jealous or envy but I admire it you know I think um you know I I get a pretty good read on people and I think that uh everybody that I met they had just a genuine desire right so we call them daddy e and daddy c Mm -hmm. I think daddy c's side of the family they're the churchy, you know, mm-hmm. they look, they just came from church. All mm-hmm. of them, majority of them still had their outfits on and the pearls and the airs. And, they all, yeah, they you all. know, they was just like, <laughs> it was like, uh, what was the happy one? What was her name? Gwen. Gwen, Miss Gwen. She was just like, she reminded me of, you know, an auntie. She like fit that profile and she's just like, hey, you know, I'll, when y'all come out here, I'm a da 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 da. Uh, but it just gelled. Well, I think one of the things that I, I, I'm, I'm recently becoming more conscious of, there's a difference between toxic versus just un, un you don't have the tools. Mm-hmm. You, if you don't have the tools for something, that doesn't make you toxic. I think we confuse the two. I think sometimes when it comes to family, we, um, we sometimes 
like we'll push away the people who just don't have the tools right but then we'll keep the people who are just toxic you know because they may have some things that we like or we tolerate or you know or it's like oh that's so and so they like to you know da 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 but it's like dude but their behavior is toxic but they just keep showing up like toxic people <laughs> which is so funny they're committed like they'll keep coming around you keep buying them they'll keep coming they'll do yeah. all the stuff that they do and they'll show up and you like like when people have like that bad friend he's like yo why you keep keep keeping you know Shakita around and well, that's my girl, you know. Well, Shakita done tore stuff up, you yeah. know, and you just keep bringing her around versus, you know, somebody who might be a little more reserved and more quiet and they may have missed something, but they don't have the best communication skills or whatever, whatever. Like, I'm learning there's a difference in the two. There's a difference. I, I think as it relates to me and my family, um, my biological father, there was a time where he was toxic. Like, he was our relationship was toxic it did not produce the best of me and it did not produce the best of him but now it's like as he's gotten older you know as i've gotten older i'm like you know what we don't have the destructive behavior anymore you know i know that there's things about him that is just him you know it's like i'm not trying to reteach a 60 plus year old man how to do x y and z yeah I have to learn to appreciate him for what he can do yep. and who he is today. And do I think he's a danger? No, I don't. Um, but, you know, if you go to his house, you're going to get a whole lot of, you know, he's a collector. So he likes to collect things. That doesn't make it toxic. He just, he's a collector. I don't mean I'm going to, you know, sleep over. The kids think it's awesome. He has all these inventions and things. But that's him. And I think that we do need to do better, though, when it comes to, severing ties with some of the toxic relationships and i think i think about that a lot as it relates to you know the next child that we're bringing into the world i'm like listen i'm okay with her not meeting certain family members i'm okay with that and i'm not at all uh you know feel obligated to say you know what well we just need to go to that cookout because you know it's your family or that friend who you know hasn't actually been a faithful friend, mm -hmm. but y'all go back 30 years. You know what I mean? I'm just not. I'm just not in the business of doing that anymore. Which is understandable. I think one uh, very uh, key thing that you mentioned was really just coming to a place of understanding who people are and accepting them for what they are and who they are. I think for many years I struggled with. Um, my relationship with my father because I did not accept him for who he was. Yeah. I placed expectations on him based on who I wanted him to be that I did not truly accept him for just who he was. Yeah. And it was hard for me to come to a place of resolve with our relationship because I had these expectations that to be honest, like, I don't know that he was able to fulfill. And it wasn't until I really came to a place within myself where I was like, okay, this is who you are. Mm -hmm. You are giving me the best of what you can give me. Giving based, you the best that I've got. Okay. Baby. Based on the skills and the tools that you have, you are giving me your best. And, yeah. you know, if that is what it is, then... If I want you to be in my life, I'm going to have to accept that this is who you are and adjust my expectations accordingly. And I think once I got to a place of adjusting my expectations, I realized, okay, like now I'm a, I'm more fully equipped and aware of what type of relationship I can have with you. Mm. Um, 
as a, um, as a post, excuse me, as opposed to kind of like trying to create something that I don't know could exist. And I think though, in that space, I've now, I feel like we are now actually operating in a space that's leading toward my initial expectations because I got to a place of just accepting him where he was and I removed the expectations, but now he's doing more of the things that, you know, he sent me a text message yesterday that was just like, good morning. I love you so much. I'm so glad you're in my life. And Mm. I know we can't change the past, but I'm, I'm here and I'm looking forward to continuing to grow. And I was just like, see, these are the types of stuff that I'm, I didn't get before. And these are like, you know, and so it's like when I, when I removed my expectations, he started to meet them. You know what I think though? One of the things that we do, um, I'm listening to you talk is that we assume because we grow and evolve that the people we're connected to do as well, right? Mm-hmm. There was a time where certain levels of what we were getting was it was okay, right? But then we grow, we have new experiences, and um, we, you know, we become a more diverse individual. We now feel like, oh well, pfft, you ain't meeting the criteria or the status quo, and you ain't da 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 da, right? It's like I saw this meme or whatever you want to call them, it was like, it was saying that stop knocking your parents for not teaching you financial literacy. They came from the era where where they knew the best that they could do was give you a roof over your head, make sure you were fed, and you had clothes on your back. That was the best that they knew how to do, right? And again, going back to my original statement, I think it's important to know when somebody is giving it their best that they know how to do and honor that versus the people who you know are intentionally destructive and don't care nothing about you at all. So even hearing um, the message that you said um, in, you know, what he sent, like that is him trying to make a statement like, listen, no, I do care. Um, you know, I am trying cause some, you could have got a totally different one. You know what? You need to get over this. I'm tired of hearing about it. Move on. Don't nobody care about that. It was your mother's fault. Right. Uh, but that's not what you got. And I think that it's important as we grow as individuals, like, listen, man, you didn't got a little education. You done went and traveled a few places. You, uh, you know, uh, you're you, that's where you are, but everybody's not there. And I think for me, though, it's okay, though, even in some other cases was like, you know what, we just might have this relationship may have gone as far as it can go in that capacity. And I think we have a hard time with those kind of things, man. Like, have you ever had a hard time? Like, all right, I think I might have to, to let this one be and move on. Mm, I don't know. I mean... I think in general, I have a hard time letting go, but I don't know that I never, I've ever had to actually like sever. Have you ever stayed too long? Uh, in relationships. That's what I mean. Yeah. In relationships, I've, I've, I've stayed too long because I just, I just have this thing where I just believe the best in people and Mm. I try to 
give them the benefit of the doubt or just give the situation the benefit of the doubt. So it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll change. It'll change. And then the reality is, of course, you just end up on this cycle that doesn't ever change. And so eventually you get to a place where it's like, okay, this is just not going anywhere. So it's time to let it go. But I, you know, I've, I've held on. There are two specific relationships that I was in for three to four years each one where i knew do you want to elaborate i mean i was in one from 18 to 21 and then i was in one for the majority of grad school really um in both of those relationships there were many times where i was very aware okay this isn't working but the fighter in me was just like nope just keep trying it'll get better just keep trying it'll get better it never actually did or it would for a second of course you know but then things would just turn again and so it, you you just get to a place where you just you get fed up of mm. of the cycles and you just like you know what this isn't gonna work you why do we just stay so go. long though i mean i don't know why everyone stay long I, why do you think I, again some people for stay me, so long why did you stay i stayed because i i just had hope that it would work i just felt like it could it could get better i felt like if we both did something you know if we kept trying at it it would just it would work but the reality is that no matter how much you try at it if it's not meant it's just not meant and it's not going to work i think um i know you and i have had conversations before about this and i think it might be something for other people too it's just that we oftentimes like going back to the point that you just made a little bit ago we oftentimes as we elevate and are going up in, in, in life and are, you know, experiencing new realms of ourselves and our processes and our purposes, we feel the urge to bring everybody along. We want yeah. everybody to come with us because yeah. we care about people and we feel like, okay, if I'm achieving, then I need you to achieve too. Or I want you to achieve too. And we think right. we often make assumptions rather that everybody wants the same thing that we want. Right. And that's not the case. That's not true. Some people are genuinely comfortable where they are, and that does not make them wrong. It doesn't make them bad. It just means that they're content. They're comfortable. They're satisfied with where they are, whereas you and I may be at the same exact level in them, but we don't feel comfortable there. We're like, no, this is good for this moment and this time and this season, but this is not like my forever stop. And we are guilty a lot of times of trying to push people past their limitations like or not limitations but push people past their desire in their comfort zone past their desire like if if i am comfortable in this house that i live in and i don't like I, i really just don't desire anything more like i have my family i got my house and my bills are paid and i'm good i'm good but we want people well don't you want a bigger house yeah. Don't you want to travel? Don't you want to do that? And everybody does not have those dreams. Everyone doesn't have those desires, but we, you know we want to force me, them. Though? Here's what confuses me, and this is probably a lot of, from where I came from, right? Because so, I came from like the barbershop uh, stoop era where everybody has all these dreams, right? Mm-hmm. We, we expose to rap music and we, you know, we play my car. And, you know, we have conversation. Yeah, man, I'm going to get to such and such, such and such. Yeah, my house, da, 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 da. So in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, all right, you said that. So that's what we're going to do, right? We're going to go get it. We're going to go after it. But then it's like, they're, they're just saying that. Like, I'm thinking you want it like I want it. But then when the work comes in, you don't put in that work. 
but the flip side is once you do it's like uh you don't need all that wasn't wasn't that what we were talking about it confuses me well i'm like uh or the people who once you start to do that they feel like you're now distancing yourself from them and i'm like no we wanted to do x y and z you chose not to so stop trying to get me to dumb me down to meet your comfort level like that's the part i find that i i run into the most with individuals especially people who know where i came from i'm like listen if you know where i came from mm -hmm. you should know all the more reason why i don't want to stay there you know or you say things like, oh you just make sure you be humble like what does that mean like nobody's gloating nobody's boasting like but that's not where i want to stay and you can't force me to stay at the level that you feel is comfortable for you and i say that almost you know <laughs> prophetically because i know i you and i know the things that we desire as a as a couple but also as individuals as a family we know even with us you know joining the type of world that was like listen i want to do this with my life i want to do this blah 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 i remember he was like listen i want to go out and speak at conferences and i want to travel and da 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 and i'm like yeah yeah me too blah 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 so it wasn't like oh well you go do that that's gonna be a problem for me no, we knew that. We knew we wanted to do things in digital media. We knew we wanted to write books. We knew we wanted to travel the world and make an impact and see lives and families change. But in order to do that, there's things about our life that's going to look different from other people. And so, so for us, it's like, okay, we're clear on us. We're, we understand that the home that we live in now, this may be somebody else's forever home. And that's okay, but it's not ours, mm -hmm. right? So don't try to get us to be pocketed into your level of comfort, and it's okay. The but same way that you can't force people to to want more, like you just can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I think everybody don't want it. And it that's just cool. has to. I think it goes back to what we were saying earlier. Like, you got to accept where people are, and if this is what you desire for your life, that's perfectly fine. That's okay. Um, you know, it's okay to invite people to come where you are. It's okay to encourage people, but you have to also know when it's too much is, you know, when you're doing too much, like you cannot want more for someone than they want for themselves. And if they are not at a place of getting what you want because they just aren't there or they don't have the drive or whatever it is like you can't force that on somebody. You can't push that on somebody. You let people grow at their level because let's be real like you grew at your own level mm. it didn't t you didn't you didn't wake up with this type of drive mm. per se you didn't wake up even necessarily with these types of dreams and you know the 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 work ethic and the the desires weren't always there and so at least I know for myself like you know I've I think I've I think I've always had distant dreams of certain things or whatever the case may be but it wasn't like until I got a little bit older, it wasn't that I actually, that's when I actually stepped into kind of mm. like, okay, let me push harder. Let me strive for more. Um, and you know, that was also dictated by my own childhood and just, mm. you know, not wanting to recreate certain things for, for my future family. So I was like, a little girl? not a whole lot. I mean, my, my biggest thing was I don't want to recreate generational poverty mindsets. Yeah. So how do I fix that? You know, let me go to school so that I can 
get a degree so I can make more money so that I can, you know, make sure we're, we're sustained and we're stable. And you know what I mean? Like I didn't, but I didn't dream as big as I do now. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean. Like for some people, they just haven't reached it yet. They haven't woken up yet. It's not to say that they will never get to that level, but I wasn't always in this space now. It wasn't until I felt like I started really like operating and walking and doing the things that I felt you know, like God was calling me to do that. I started to see the world differently. Like, Oh, when I do this, this opens up, like Mm -hmm. I can actually do more than this. I can go further than this. So you have to give people the grace to grow and to know like, okay, well maybe they're not here yet. Let me give them a couple years and just continue to keep, you know, allow them to know like when you're ready to talk about it, come find me. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not saying, don't ever talk to me again, but mm. I'm not going to hold your hand until you're ready to walk. Right. So as we wrap up this, we did this exercise in my class and it was the table. Right. Now I want you, you don't have to name anybody specifically. Right. Because I know once you miss and leave people out like, oh, yeah, we're at the table. We're right. Because I think I want to help some people. Right. Who are the people, the types of people that you want at your table moving into this next level and who are the people that people need to not have at their table? Um, I think the best way to answer this would say that the type of people that I would like at my table and the type of people that I feel like you should, you meaning all of you that are listening should have at your table are number one people. When I think of this question, the first thing that comes to mind is when something really big happens in your life, who are the first people that you call? Mm. Who are the people that you're like, Oh, I have to tell them. Right. Because those are the people whose uh, opinion, whose insight, whose excitement um, matters to you. And those are the people who, who you actually value, right? Anytime you want to share your big news with somebody or even your bad news, if something horrible Mm -hmm. happens, who are the first people that you're going to call and say, Hey, you know, this happened. Those are the people that you want at your table because those are the people that you trust with your information. Yeah. Um, so thinking about that, I think you want people at your table who you can allow and accept their criticism. Mm. Because you don't just need yes men at your table, people who are just going to yes everything and approve everything. Like you need somebody to say, eh, you know, have you considered this other option right, or right, right. is this really, you know, you need people like that and not people that are going to hate on you, but people who you genuinely trust to correct you or to construct what you're doing. Um, and then of course you need somebody at your table or people at your table who can pray with you. You know, mm. um, everybody is not your pray heaven down friend. Some people are just like your practical, you go to them for practical advice and they give you practical advice. And then there's some people that you call and you know, they're going to pray heaven down, give you a prophecy, tell, tell you about the dream they had, interpret it and everything, Um, you know, but you you know, you need people like that as well because they can, they, they can see the spiritual blind spots that you might not be able to see. So I would say those are like my top three um, types of people that you need at your table and that I would have at my table. Yeah, those are good. Those are really good. I think for me, I don't want anybody at my table, right, who does not want to really be at my table, right? It's my table. It's my table. And when you're at my table, it's okay knowing this is his table. 
And if I'm at your table, that's something different. But it's his table, and there's no competition at my table. Uh, there is no uh, the low blow jabs and all this, like, you know, you be we be inviting people in our houses and functions who don't even be liking you, right? Let's we do weddings all the time. It's like, yeah, so and so because they're related and they got in, they don't even like you, right? And they're dogging you talking about how your dress looked. <laughs> no, no, I don't want you there. Um, so I don't. That's that's at the top. I think people also at the table who uh, who I can learn from, who want to push me further to become better at whatever it is I'm trying to get better at. And you don't have to know what I need, what I know, but you know, know something that I don't know and push me towards getting to that. You can't be insecure and be in my close circle where it's like, Oh, you know who you think you are. Nah, that's cool. You, you just got to go over there. Can't, can't have that. Um, I think I want also people who honestly, who, who want to enjoy the abundance of God and, you know, the freedom they're in and have a desire to love, serve and give like we can do that together. And and we enjoy what the food has been produced that we're going to eat. Right. We've the food is good at this table and we can enjoy it and partake in it. And it's good. Right. I, 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 I want those type of individuals. I like what you said about the people that you know who you call. Uh, when you're celebrating, but also the people who you can count on when you're in crisis, mm-hmm. where they're not going to hold it against you. Like, girl, I done told you. I told you not to mess with him. I told you to leave her alone. No, I don't need that. I told you. It's like, yo, bro, pfft, I'm sorry, dude. I'm, pfft, I'm with you. Nah, keep keep the confusion and all those other people. Y'all can go somewhere. I think if I start with those, we, we good, man. Like, you know, you, you're only as strong as your team. Yeah, I think the one other one that I would add or to kind of go along with those is that you, you definitely want people at your table that can see your vision. Yeah. Um, because if you don't understand where I'm going, it's going to be really hard for you to support where I'm going. Mm. Um, and so you definitely need people who can see past where you are now and can, can see like, okay, I, I get it. Like I get where you're trying to go. Like I get, I get your dreams. I get, and, and again, you know, I think, to be able to do that, you need people who, who have God (laughs) because they, you know, a lot of times when we're dreaming, we're dreaming God sized dreams Mm -hmm. and the, the, the average person is not going to be able to catch that unless Mm -hmm. they're in tune with the spirit. And so you definitely want somebody or, or want people around you who can see the vision before the vision even becomes an actual reality um, so that they can help steer you and guide you. And again, know even how to pray for you in certain realms. So that's another thing that I would add. Yeah, man. So that's uh, our thoughts on, you know, building healthy relationships and letting go with the bad ones and who you keep, who do you let go, man? Because I'm telling you, man, I feel it like I feel, yeah, I know we're, we're going to have another child and, you know, the, by all intents purposes, that's where a lot of our attention is going to go just on the immediate physical part. But I just feel like it is like the beginning of another level of expansion, which that is a revelation that I see from these two messages that we got from these two individuals that recently sent us some messages. I think that's the tone of God saying, listen, get ready, um, you know, to go to another level. But even in going to that another level, you got to get closer to me. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I don't even know how he's going to do it or what he's going to do, but I just like, okay, this is the this. Because um, I read the uh, other uh, one from an individual. He's like, Yo, are you praying and believing God for something big and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shoot, yeah. Um, so I do believe, like, it may not even, you know, make sense. Like, y'all just had a baby and then da, 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 da. But things could change drastically uh, from the year prior. And I do believe, like, even in this first two years of our marriage, we haven't done too much outside of our home we've done little things and we've just been focused on getting to know each other setting our foundation moving into our home and it's been cool uh but i do believe it's like all right now uh we're gonna go up a little bit more so it's important for us to know who's at the table who's not and um lock in as we should for sure until the next time folks all right y'all peace tuning in to another episode of the classic r&b podcast to keep the conversation going be sure to check us out on facebook at the classic r&b life on instagram at our classic r&b life or you can check out our website at the classic r&b life.com we can't wait to hear from you peace